0: Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We are excited to talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody! Thanks for joining us. This is Proverbs chapter eighteen. Yep. Wow, we are in chapter eighteen. What okay. percentage are we? Oh, I don't know. Let me just let me with my facts and figures. My beep, pop, pop, beep, pop. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Sixty two what is it?
1: Fifty-eight percent. or oh, fifty-eight percent of the way through the proverbs.
0: That's pretty close. According to my calculations at I least. I appreciate that. Thanks for I am it's fun to know that. So you guys, some of you, um some of you have been with us from the beginning. Some of you are jumping in now, but this is a good chapter to jump in. Just really interesting and helpful and challenging stuff all about relationship and and kind of what it what it can look like. It starts off with that. It talks a uh, proverb about selfish isolation. And it ends with kind of what friendship can look like. It can actually look like more of a family. And then in between, there's all kind of reflections on social life and images and kind of language and some stuff that might be kind of puzzling and quirky. And uh, we'll we'll hang with it. We'll go together. Here we go. Clark, kick us off first. Yeah, verses one, one and, and two. two.
1: An un- unfriendly person pursues selfish ends, and against all sound judgment, starts quarrels. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. Let's be real. We all have a friend who likes to like enter a conversation, drop a nuclear bomb, and then exit.
0: If you don't have that friend, you are that friend. Yeah. If so, you can't think FYI. of anybody, but
1: maybe that's you. Who knows?
0: Or family member. But or, especially in the world
1: know. of social media, if you, I don't do this often, but if you ever see a long rant and people going back and forth, you can just scroll through and see someone probably drop some polarizing question or said something provocative, and then exit yeah. that conversation and everybody else is attacking each other
0: or didn't exit <laughs> no. yeah it's just like
1: this is mayhem and so mm. what it's saying here is don't hang out with people who have no interest in growing and becoming more self-aware yeah but just like to talk about what they think and why they do what they do and uh, and honestly we've been in a few conversations lately with people who love God um, but have no desire to talk about anything but themselves. And it was odd because you and I left yeah. the conversation tired. And I'm an extrovert. But I felt like <laughs> I had asked this person who I like every question that was genuine and sincere that I could ask. Like, yeah. you know, how's this? And how's that? And how's work? And what are you reading? What are you learning? And after a while, they didn't reciprocate this at all. And they yeah. love Jesus. They're, they're cool. But it's like, this is exhausting. This is a one-way street. I need to get out of here. Yeah. Um, and so uh, find people who reciprocate the relationship speak peacefully edifying uplifting words not just starting quarrels and delighting in their own opinions
0: right they take no <laughs> pleasure in understanding yeah. where it's like no i already know and this is where i'm going and you're either on the way or you're not yep <laughs> with me so that's good that's good uh just awareness to have for sure. I think, I mean, two cents, I'll add to it. I, some of you might be experiencing this in relationships that you, so some of some relationships Clark and I can just, um, like walk away from where it's like, Hey, you know, it was, it was good to see you. And, and we're, we're probably not going to see you for a long time again, but some of you, you know, this can be happening in your home or in your workplace in your friend circle. And I think one of the, like the best ways to guard against this is, Find new friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my word. Well, I think if you can't like get away, if there's someone that's in your family, that's my point. The best way to guard against this though, I think is to state the need, like to state clearly like, hey, so Clark has done this, in even relationship with me, where it's like, hey, you know, you said this, um, what did you mean by that? Or, you know, I think that's one of the things where a lot of times people are just talking fluff,
1: mm-hmm. talking
0: hot air. And so if you kind of like call attention to it or, Hey, you know, it'd really mean a lot to me if you actually asked like what I thought about it, or if you asked about my day or my family or what's going on. Um, I think some people are just like, Oh, like they're, they're just so in their own mindset and they're so anyway, tidbit, little tidbit there, just, to just speak the truth. And why I think that's one of those things that we, we do, isn't it? And just our everyday life with yeah. a pure and, heart where we say, Hey,
1: and honestly, even if you trust these people truly love you and they're a real friend or yeah. real family, you can also share how, um, they can meet your need and just say, Hey, you know,
0: yeah, that's I, what I'm, saying. I'm, I'm asking
1: you a lot of questions yeah. and it'd be nice to be asked.
0: Are, are you curious about what's going on with me? Yeah. yeah. That's good.
1: If you're not, then Find a new friends or family.
0: (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's like, close the door. Next. Okay. Next verse. So that's good. It's good to process that, though. It's good to hear what the Bible has to say about this stuff. It's good verse five kind of jumps into, oh, verse five. Yeah. Okay. So we kind of turn toward like the, like a theme of wickedness and how really sometimes there can be, there can be wisdom and there can be gossip and there can be strife and stuff like that coming out of our mouths. And verse five kind of speaks to how there's just no partiality with God. It sounds like this. It is not good to be partial to the wicked and so deprive the innocent of justice. And so we kind of, um, we kind of shy away from topics like this where it's like, man, God really is going to come and he's going to judge. And we've, we need to be able to communicate what we believe in a loving way, but Mm -hmm. also in a way that's true because there is going to come a day where sometimes, you know, we might have like, our toe in something that's like, mm, you know, that's not going to be helpful. Like that's really, you're really leaning toward wickedness here. You're really leaning towards something that's gray and not healthy. Or you're just not, not
1: saying anything
0: or you're not. It, and, yeah.
1: and, um, we have to enter into like tough conversations. Totally. Like, Hey, like this is wrong. This is against scripture. Here's how we need to treat people. Here's how we live.
0: It's because in, in that though, that's, that's a loving thing to do is to, yeah. to speak about, um, the truth. <laughs> so what we've come to see just in around us too, is how there is, a a desire for that. Mm-hmm. Like people really want to know, like, Hey, why do you follow Jesus? Or like Clark, you were talking about kind of what has happened with, the recent kind of revival and just exciting things happening. What, where was that campus? What was yeah, it called?
1: I don't, I don't remember what college campus it was at, but there was a, yeah. a re, like a quote unquote revival at a college campus where there was days and then it turned into weeks of constant worship.
0: And right. what was so
1: interesting as right now, those in college belong to Gen Z. Um, they just want authenticity and it was beautiful. I actually tuned in and wanted to see, like, what's what's the big right. news here? What's going on? There was no smoke machines. There was no fancy, elaborate speakers. Yeah. It, it was like an acoustic guitar with some kid that, like...
0: A regular worship person. Yeah, or maybe <laughs>
1: wasn't even a worship leader. They just couldn't find anybody else that could play guitar. It, but he loved Jesus, and circling. there was, like, trying yeah. to sing, and people were there. They were leaning in, and they wanted to worship God. And so there's a desire for authenticity. And as things become more polarized today, when it comes to immorality and justice and politics and all these things, um, you can't stand in the middle anymore. If you're going to follow Jesus, the world wants to know, why do you believe this? You might convince some people because of your convictions, and that's going to be the work of the Spirit. Other people might come after you, but if you have real convictions, you're going to be just fine. But the world wants sincerity and authenticity. And so as Mm. we love God and love the poor and love those who are being mistreated, that should um, win over the hearts of many people Mm. based upon God's word and what we know of the spirit working. And so that's what God's calling us to is just stand the gap, follow Jesus, and uh, don't turn a blind eye to anything that's wicked and not good. Even if it again causes us to have to have awkward conversations
0: conversations that's where it goes because the words are just so important that's kind of where this first section end in six seven and eight just talking about the importance of our mouths and how we kind of have heard this throughout the whole thing how those are our, our words and our lips and that's connected to our hearts and our lives so verse eight the words of a gossip are like choice morsels they go down to the inmost parts and we just love this visual because just like our food When we eat our food, it goes into our body. It's digested, digested down deep. So are words that words can cling. And sure, that's old saying like forever ago. I think it was on Charlie Brown, like sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but words may never something like that. This is not true. Because no. we know, we know that words that we share, that we receive, they give yeah. life and blessing or they can give cursing. They we can, we can all
1: go back in our life and think through like when we were blessed and we totally. felt so loved and seen. And then we can also totally. go back and quickly pinpoint times we were really hurt. Yes. I was listening to someone share recently and they just spoke about how they really, uh, when they had first fallen in love with God and were learning about him for the first time, They had gone um, to this church, and it was a very Bible-heavy church and very little spirit. And when they came to understand, like, okay, I'm reading the scriptures, but I think we we need to talk more about Jesus and the Spirit, not just the Father and His Word. There needs to be a balance here. Um, The pastor, the spiritual leader at the time, pulled the young man aside and told him, um, when you leave this church, God's hand will be removed from you his power and his anointing will be removed from you. You will lose favor with the Lord. And that young man was hurt and left, and then went to a, a healthy church and continued to grow, and now has a really fruitful ministry. But one of the things he said that was so interesting is if you ask anybody that worked with him down the road, they would say it's good to work with this leader. And um, if you looked at his his Friday night habits, if you looked at his credit card statements, you'd see absolutely nothing wrong. and There'd be no immorality there. Mm. However, a lot of the people who worked with him left exhausted and there was this drivenness in um, the speed that was always present. Mm. And after going to therapy and counseling, this young man came to realize that years before the words of that spiritual leader had pierced his heart and actually caused a wound to be there, where it moved him and his motivation was to love and minister and serve out of a, I need to prove you wrong. And sure. those words cut him deep and he needed to prove to him and to others that he had God's favor, that he could have a fruitful ministry. And mm. he it took him about 20 years to realize that that was why he went as fast as he did and why he had to do as much as he did. And that's why he expected everyone around him to do the same. Right, He had to prove himself. And, uh, what he said though, cause the story ended beautifully was years later, he got a phone call from this, this person or a text message and he's not even sure how the old leader got his number, but they apologized and said, the hand of the Lord and the favor of God are on you. Um, would you forgive me? And he said in that instant, that wound was healed like immediately after years mm-hmm. of being like, hurt and just remembering that as a painful experience he was healed. And so just know that the words that you and I choose to share today, be thoughtful and think before you speak, ask the spirit to guide you because our, our words carry a lot of weight and they yeah. can really bless and build up. They can also have the opposite effect and can really tear down and discourage.
0: Mm. Uh, well, the The proverb continues kind of moving toward this mindset of Um, like teamwork like kind of out of isolation toward relationship and so verses 9 through 12 talk about like um the building like a fortified tower uh verse 11 says the wealth of the rich is their fortified city um before a downfall heart the heart is haughty but it's humility and so though there are humility is what you what you need to work together it's what you have when you do work together when you are working as a team and it's kind of that idea that's like you can't We've talked about pride. We've talked about wickedness, how we don't want to be walking in partiality and how, especially when you're walking uh, with one another, kind of with a a like mindset that, Mm -hmm. that you can actually accomplish way more. Like when you talk about a city or a tower or something bigger and you had a a story too that showed this kind of like a sports story. Yeah. I'm just a big
1: sports fan and love the NFL and like just football. And so I grown up watching it, It was just a great deal of fun for me. I remember back in 2002, the New England Patriots were the underdogs big time to the St. Louis Rams. St. Louis Rams were um, being captained by Kurt Warner, who is a, a godly quarterback and godly man. And then um, this this young man named Tom Brady was on the Patriots. And what's so interesting is usually in the Super Bowl, in these key events, you will announce your starters, and there'll be walkout songs and smoke machines. And it's right. hyped up to the next level. And the New England Patriots were just announced as the New England Patriots football team. There was no individual recognition. Everybody Mm. came out together. (laughs) And the Patriots ended up upsetting and defeating the St. Louis Rams, who were Mm. highly favored. And so part of that was there was a sense of humility. Bill Belichick, the head coach of the New England Patriots, um, yeah, he forces people to walk in humility and turns the focus back to the team often. I think that's why he's been so successful but turning the attention back to the Bible and spiritual uh, speech, um, Paul says the same thing in 1 Corinthians. When you're reading 1 Corinthians 12 and 13 and mm. 14, he's talking about spiritual gifts and he's talking about the body. And he said, How sad is it for the, the eye to look right. at the hand or the, the nose to look at the, the finger and go, Oh, I wish I was them because the grass looks greener on the other side. Mm. He's like, There are no special parts. Like, everybody plays an equally important role. And if the foot didn't have the hand, we'd be in trouble. If the nose didn't have the eyes, we'd be walking into walls all the time. And so as you figure out what your gift is, walk in great humility, knowing that God made you on purpose. He gave you skills and abilities that I probably don't have, but are used for the glory of God. And you and I have to see ourselves as being part of the team, Mm -hmm. part of the body of Christ, the church that's here to love the world. And when we get in our lane, uh, we thrive and the people around us thrive. And we get to work together. And so Mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of what it's getting at there is you're not here to be a maverick. You're here to be part of a team and, uh, make sure the way you speak about other people is godly and uplifting and you're going to find your way because Mm -hmm. what happens next in the proverb, like verses 13 to 19, it really talks more about speech and disputes. And verse 13 gives us this warning. It says to answer before listening, that is folly and shame. And that's also, that's a good way to lose friends. That's a good way to lose respect. People are just airing their own opinions, like we said earlier, have no interest in asking other people how they're doing. Yeah. And again, it's got to be sincere. Then uh, it's not going to go well with you. Yeah. And then verses 20 through 24, it it talks more about speech. You want to read verses 20 and 21? Sure.
0: From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled with the harvest of their lips. They are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Hmm. I love the imagery
1: there, like words and Mm -hmm. health again, words and body.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Because we're going to bear the consequences of the words we choose.
0: Yeah, so so much when we think about that, I think there is a question of examination. So if you actually sit in this, I mean, how many times have we heard this brought up? Um, with a connection with our mouth and our hearts, with just what we're saying. If you actually sit and observe what has come out of my mouth, you know, today, what does that sounded like? What has been healthy speech that has come out of your mouth? Um, I mean, even when we were, when (laughs) you were bringing up verse 13, I think sometimes I'll even say that, like to my kids, I'm like, I already know what you're going to say
1: yeah and they've, they've thrown that back at us a couple times too. i'm like
0: oh that's not mom helpful. i already know what you're
1: gonna say you love me and i'm blessed to be a blessing
0: uh, amen. amen oh it's
1: so terrible your mom and dad love you
0: that is true I, that is one of the like i know mom i you love me more and like oh okay good anyway and then how it ends though in verses 20 22 specifically in 24 talk about um how there's blessing that flows we know this we talked about this with speech, also. There's blessing that flow from your mouth. Um, so think about that, and also throughout your day, when does that happen? But then blessings that flow from commitment, from being in relationship. Yeah. Like we were talking about that with a team mentality, and how you know you walk in humility because it's it's greater to be a part of something bigger than yourself. And so it is with these relationships. You're talking about um, a husband and wife. And then at the end, too, about friends and how a friend who sticks is closer than a brother. Um, Commitment, that's a lost word in our society right now. I mean, we can't commit without some other contingency to be able to leave, like, oh, I'm going to have to leave, whatever it is. And so to be committed in this day today, I feel like is actually a really rare, a rare thing to be loyal, to be committed is, I think, another obvious marker, like, hey, like you're somebody who actually says what they mean. Yes. With, with, with your speech, but you also mean what you say. Like you walk in it. You don't just talk the talk you commit and you, yeah. you stick.
1: I love yeah. that old saying, no one with friends can be described as poor.
0: Oh, it's yes. like,
1: I'm rich. And grandpa Corb would always tell us that I'm rich. And he always said that around the the meal time around the dinner table when we had family together. Yeah. Just talked about his wealth. Um, the riches God's lavished on him. He was not talking about his checkbook, um, but he was talking about the people and the kingdom investments that had been made. And so, hey, mm-hmm. thank you again for tuning in to listen to this podcast today on uh, this chapter of Proverbs. We hope that you will meet the Lord and study in studying this word and that you will be able to talk about this with other people. So check in on your brothers and sisters. What are they reading? How are they growing in the word? And uh, we'll continue the marathon of Proverbs with you in the days to come. God bless you.